guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt.com. And my name is Yakai Mickelson. I'm the Creative Director at Atlanta Movie Tours. And we're back. We're back after, after, <laughs> a, uh, after a week off. Here's what's hilarious about the week we took off is I was like, oh, it's going to be really tough to do it this week because I think the kid is coming any second. And then hilariously, we are here a week later. Guess who is still not here? <laughs> Man, you've got to be in the home stretch, though. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, how long can a home stretch possibly be? Possibly be. It's the longest home stretch ever. I, I've already told people this kid obviously has a flair for the dramatic. And when they get here, I'm just going to ground them immediately. So <laughs> that's what this kid has to look forward to. So, yeah, you guys, uh, you thought that the baby is going to be there last week and it's it's not. And this week we're we're kind of getting a little bit closer. You guys are now staying in a hotel and yeah. a little bit closer to the to the hospital. Right. We had a very. So what happened last week is is uh, is by the way, I love that this is an entertainment podcast. We're just talking about me having a kid. So, I mean, you went to Comic-Con and everything. I'm sure that was interesting, but let's let's go ahead and focus on my situation. <laughs> we'll get to Comic-Con. <laughs> what happened this last week is Mandy started having contractions for the first time. So it's like, oh, goodness, here it comes. It's it's happening. And we were just walking around all day, and I thought we were ready to go. And then and then here we are. Last night, the, con- the contractions got a lot more real. In fact, they even got as close as two minutes apart, but they didn't stay there. It started, you know, getting further and further away from each other, and then now we're here at a hotel close to DeKalb Medical Center. So now we're re-re-hoping any second now. But Mandy's parents are officially on a, on a plane on their way over here. So no matter what, it's it's got to start getting really real at some point, right? Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. I feel like every time I like open Facebook, I'm just expecting to see something from you or Mandy and just be like, the baby's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You would be too. You know what this has been like? Like, seriously, this has been like... Oh my gosh, the movie's starting. Oh, oh they're going to play a couple previews first. And then the previews last a month. That's what this is like. <laughs> like when it's a movie you're super excited to see, the previews, they just keep being coming more previews. So anyways, it's easy for me to say Mandy's the one that's actually dealing with all of the pain and the hijinks. So, but uh, we, uh, we are steadfast. So anyways, enough about that situation. I'm not the only <laughs> one having a lot of craziness. You just moved and then went to Comic-Con and then got back and you're settling in. You just got internet connected. I mean, things are I happening. Did. I know. I mean, HGTV happened today, so I've got that back in my life. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud, by the way. I was very excited for you. <laughs> I, like, I texted so many people this morning and I was like, it's back. HGTV is back. <laughs> Um, it was funny because when I ordered my cable package, I was like, all right, guys, I need AMC, HGTV, and HBO. As long as I have those three channels, I'm good to go. Nice. Um, nice. So, yeah, I'm I'm hooked back up. I still have a lot of stuff in boxes and probably will for the foreseeable future. But um, I feel like I'm slowly, slowly getting back into uh, some sort of resemblance of normalcy so that's pretty exciting i'm very excited for you i look i look forward i look forward to seeing what normalcy feels like i've forgotten it's gonna be magic (laughs) you and me we should experience normal then compare notes and see how normal it actually is yours is gonna be way different than mine (laughs) it's true it's true my goodness (laughs) 
Um, well, speaking of things that we've done over the last couple of weeks, I definitely want to dive into Comic-Con in a minute, but I hear that you have watched a little Netflix series that filmed here in Georgia that is very near and dear to my heart. Oh my God, it's so good. Stranger <laughs> Things is so good. Even the music, it's just so good. A to Z, so good. You know, I heard that they're going to do a soundtrack. I haven't heard a whole lot of details on it, but I've heard that there is a soundtrack that is coming. I want you to know, I actually looked it up on uh, Google Play Music to see if it's there. The opening theme is there, but but not the entire score, you know? But, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's just, it, it just, it, like, it, it, the casting and everything, it, it's, well, I love that I'm telling you this. It turns out that uh, it's a good show, and I, I will actually jump in with you. It is the most fun I've ever had watching a Netflix show. Oh, hands down. Hands and, down. And I would also like to say, it's actually kind of nice to watch a show where someone wasn't dying every 35 seconds. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of become the new yeah. thing in television when there's like so much death and despair and what's going to happen next. And I was like, oh, actually, this is just a show. I mean, where there's very clearly danger. Is that is that's not a spoiler, is it? That I say like, no. not everybody dies? Yeah, not everybody <laughs> dies. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just had so much fun with it, and the casting and everything is so brilliant. It's uh, it's a great time. It really is, and I know I've I've raved about those kids uh, since I've met them. They're they're truly their characters, and they they're all best friends in real life. And what what's amazing is, you know, I think we talked about this on on one of the last podcasts how they had like twelve followers on you know their various social media. Yeah. And uh, now Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, is up to like several hundred thousand followers. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> I can be like, I knew them back when. Dude, I, um, seriously, that is so <laughs> awesome. And, you know, because when we were talking about it before, even when we were like kind of hearing from the, uh, the, the creators, right? We were right. kind of listening with this idea of like, oh, I wonder what kind of show it is they're describing. Now, I would totally recommend listeners go back. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to, uh, was it the episode before last? So episode 16? 16, yeah. yeah. Where, where Emma actually has a sit down with the people that created and are directing the show. Cause, especially if you've watched the show. Cause the show, again, is good. It's a really good show. It's my favorite series of 2016. I can't imagine that anything is, is gonna end up topping that for me this fall. But, um, I, do know a few things about the future that I'm not allowed to, to say just yet with the show, but if it does return, um, I hope to be able to ask a lot more questions that I have now about it after having seen it. Cause it's hard when you're, when you're on set with this for a show that you've never seen before and you don't really know what it's about other than this kind of general idea that it's, you know, Goonies, Poltergeist, Stand By Me, you know, a kind of tribute to, to the sci-fi we loved in the 80s. Um, you don't really know, you can't really dive into specifics about what you want to ask. And now I have so many just very specific things that I want to ask. And um, everything from like the techniques of how certain scenes were shot and how they came up with the the feel for the music and really the the concept for the opening credits which is so simple but so perfect and right. there's just so many things that you know having seen it I have questions about now so fingers crossed that I get answers to those questions well it, you know what it is really Emma it's like a love note to the sweet spot of my grow up time it, exactly. It, it really is because even even like what you're talking about the opening credits, it, it's the, the font is very super like 
Stephen Kingy font, you know, and, yeah. and the way and the way it grows into the screen, and then you see it masked through. I, it it like every decision, even like when I'm looking at the bicycles, they've got like banana seats on some of the bikes. I'm like, oh man, I remember those. It's a uh, it's uh, pretty pretty spectacular, and I love it. Like inexplicably, uh, in every house you go to, there's like a movie poster from that era that's like perfect. Like that, I think uh, you spot uh, Evil Dead, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the thing, the and thing then Jaws, Jaws. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's the one I'm forgetting. But every I'm like, up oh, perfect. It's just right there in frame, and I love that actually. <laughs> Evil Dead got called out by uh, by the guy for being inappropriate. So I'm like, yeah, Evil Dead got even more attention. I love this show. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really great. And if you haven't watched it yet, you definitely need to. There's a really cute clip online, too. Um, if you search for Stranger Things sitcom on YouTube, you can find it. And I'll, I'll actually push it out on the uh, on our uh, Twitter account, too. Uh, but it's it's Stranger Things if it was an 80s sitcom. And it's an amazing nice. video. It's amazing. I actually have it up on my Facebook now, um, but it's 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 I'd watch that, too. <laughs> nice. So I, good. Actually, I saw something floating around uh, on Facebook of uh, of Stranger Things. It's like an old beat up VHS case. And I was like, ah, well done, well done. And then there was a, somebody was mentioning, wouldn't it be great if Netflix released like a special edition VHS? I'm like, all right, calm down. For some things, it's good that we've moved beyond them. And I put VHS in that category. You know, it's funny that you said that because there was something that came out recently that did that and I can't remember what it was and I remember thinking, oh, but you know, that's that's fun but no one has VHS players anymore so like what's what's really the point in doing it other than I guess having it on your on your shelf. Um, it's not really, <laughs> right. you can't use it. <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you liked it, and uh, we will have a little bit more um, next week from my set visit with Stranger Things. We have an interview with uh, two of the little boys that are a part of our our core our core group there, um, and they were fantastic. So we'll have that next week. And I'm just gonna I'm, like if you have watched this show, you have to listen to this interview because these kids are adorable, and they have they kind of you know they're just there working on a thing. There's no way to understand the scope of something when you're working kind of in this closed set environment. And then to kind of hear this interview after seeing the work that they put in on the show and what the show is was I was grinning ear to ear the entire time. It was it was awesome. It was a really fun interview to listen to. So I'm giving you props for something that you're teasing. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we'll have that next week. Uh, We thought about doing it this week, but we wanted to talk through all of the Comic-Con insaneness that happened. It was so awesome. Um, (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Every Comic-Con is uh, more epic than the last, and this one was definitely no exception. Um, Favorite moments? I got Jeremy Jordan from Supergirl to sing The World Will Know, which is a song from Newsies. And, of course, he played Jack Kelly on Broadway, and I'm a huge Newsies fangirl. So getting him to sing that at a party was like one of the best moments ever. That's a pretty good win. Nice yeah, it's a pretty good win. Um, and aside from that, singing was like a big thing this year. I was in the iZombie press room, and David Anders broke into singing Les Mis. So we got that on video. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was another highlight. Um, and then I actually got to meet um, one of the producers from Freaks and Geeks and kind of nerd out with him about 
uh, freaks and geeks and everything he's kind of done since. And he showed me all these photos he had on his phone that uh, he's a big photography fan and does a lot of black and white photography. And, you know, showed me all of these pictures that he had taken while on set, which was so kind of crazy to see. It's, you know, it it doesn't seem like Freaks and Geeks was that long ago, but yeah, no, it was it was a really long time ago. And when you look at the photos of how young Seth Rogen and James Franco were then, it's kind yeah. of it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's um, too bad none of those guys uh, went on to do anything uh, substantial in their careers. Yeah, they just kind of disappeared. Just kind of peaked. Yeah. yeah, they peaked a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> um. That being said, um, I'm actually going to see, I think it's Sausage Party, uh, the animated flick next yeah. week, which is uh, Seth Rogen's newest project. So that would be interesting to check out. There's <laughs> going to be a lot of wiener jokes. I'm just going to yeah. go, ahead and go out on a limb. Well, you know, most of Seth Rogen's movies are a lot of wiener jokes. Um but uh, I know it, it premiered or it, it definitely screened at South by Southwest, but I didn't get a chance to, to make it to that. So we'll we'll see how it compares to This is the End. <laughs> and any Pixar masterpieces. Right. Know, just for a frame of reference. Yeah. <laughs> because if it's animated, you immediately compare it to Pixar. So that's going to be a fun review to write. <laughs> well, when I was when I you first see the trailer, I was watching it like this is like. Toy Story, but with food. What the heck is going on here? And why does that? Why is the character? Because you know the way the trailer is, is they set it up like it's a kids movie, and then there's a reveal when everybody starts cussing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was watching it, like, man, I don't know about this character design. That looks pretty foul. Like, oh, it's on purpose. All right, <laughs> I, I, I accept these terms. You know, I need to go through and see if there's been. Um, I'm sure they've already started doing press for the film since you know they had it at uh, South by Southwest, but. Some of the ideas that they have, I just, I would love to be like a bug on that wall and be able to hear the, you know, let's make a movie about like the end of times and like the devil roaming around, or let's make a movie about like this little sausage and let's make it animated. And like, where do these ideas come from? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on a limb again and say a bong. They all come from the <laughs> bottom of a bong. <laughs> you know, that's probably fair. Although I've, I've heard, I've heard mixed things and I've heard that James Franco doesn't partake in that at all. Um, though I don't know how involved he is in the creative process of any of these films, but uh, I don't know. I feel like you just kind of expect that out of that whole kind of, friend group you know yeah, yeah 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 no it's but it's i i i wish all those guys well i have a pretty good time we uh in one of our nights of uh not quite having a kid we stopped and watched uh knocked up just to like get in the zone and i hadn't seen that for a long time and uh, you know still a pretty good time that flick. yeah no i mean seth rogan's he's killing it right now between yeah everything he's had coming out and of course preacher is doing really well and i don't know if you heard the news but preacher might actually be moving to atlanta for season two to film i did not hear that that's very yeah. exciting it makes sense too um if you've read the comics you know they're going to be hitting the road here pretty soon in the comics and um you know they've kind of the first issue basically was the uh the first season of the the show so it makes sense that they would move and of course george's tax incentives make more sense that they would move and AMC, of course, is no stranger to the state of Georgia with Walking Dead and uh, Halt and Catch Fire filming here. So, uh, again, it all just kind of makes sense. It does. It does indeed. I Bring would love all of your movie productions to Georgia. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm really hopeful for some Seth Rogen sightings if that happens, because I feel like he'll be around at least at some point. I would think. Well, what was the premiere you sat behind him while he was? Oh, it was preacher. Oh, that was preacher. Yeah. 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 So I feel like I've gone on this whole journey with them. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I did that press room at Comic Con too, and that was really cool. And of course, the Walking Dead press room. But before I get to that, I have to say, Mr. Robot. You don't watch that, do you? I feel like we've had this conversation before. It, it, you, I, like, if I had a normal life, I will have, I would have absolutely have watched it because you've said such good things about it, and I'm, you know, but I have not. But it is totally. Whenever I see it, I'm like, Emma Roy likes that show. I need to check it out. <laughs> so I have it's watched so that good. the same way you've watched Angus. So we're neck and neck. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, I have to say, though, um, that press room was really cool. And that was I, I went to their panel at South by Southwest, but I didn't get the chance to interview them. So this was a really, um, a really cool, a cool thing. And if you watch the show, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of effort put into getting, you know, the code and, and so many elements of, of the tech as accurate as possible. Um, but I've actually followed it down some rabbit holes recently, and it's pretty freaking cool. Um, some of the websites that are listed on the show, or if you freeze train something and scan a QR code, and you can kind of go down this, this rabbit oh, hole wow. of going to different sites, viewing the source code on those sites that lead you to other sites. And um, even like a movie that they watch in the beginning of one of the last episodes of season two um, is actually an eight minute horror film that they made specifically you know, to be shown on the show, but it's something that fans can watch separate. And there's just all of these little Easter eggs, uh, especially Easter eggs for, um, you know, those tech junkies out there that want to really right. look and see, you know, what, what something is coded like and, and how they're, um, Oh God, I can, I can keep going. You just have to, you have to look it up. There's a QR code that he sketched out on his, uh, in his notebook in one of the last episodes. So if you do watch it, freeze frame that, scan it, go to that site, look at the source code and go from there and have fun. That is super cool. And that is a lot of flipping work. That, it that is. Means like, there's like a whole secondary team of people or like the Easter egg squad or something. To exactly. Yeah. Like I feel like they're, I kind of, I want to know how that happens. Like who decides to do that? Is it just like a bunch of interns that they've gotten from like, you know, <laughs> some MIT or Georgia Tech or wherever it may right. be that just have right. like a heyday making this stuff and, and handing it over to the production team. No, that's and that that show. It, this might be a really dumb question, but that show is like technically a pretty significant hit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll spend you know ten hours coding something up for something you see on the screen for you know three or four seconds just because they want it to be accurate for make it real. You know, yeah, exactly. For people that that do know that world, they want them to see it and be like, "Oh wow, you know, this is actually that what they're talking about. This is actually what that does." That's awesome. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's really impressive what they've done. Uh, so yeah, that was awesome. And then the Walking Dead press room. This was something I was really looking forward to for a number of reasons, but I really wanted to to like psychoanalyze the the interactions between the different cast members and and how certain cast members answered questions and and just see who 
how they how they responded to each other. If someone seemed like they hadn't seen each other in a while, <laughs> or like you know, I'm just I'm sitting there trying to just like analyze all of this in my mind. And what I thought was funny is they kept asking, they kept asking certain cast members certain questions, um, but poor Carl. Everyone kept trying to stump poor Carl. And so I think it's it's pretty much a given that, you know, Rick and Carl are going to survive. And uh, Andrew Lincoln was really careful with how he responded to questions. And then Chandler Riggs was uh, less careful in the sense that he basically confirmed that he was going to be back in, in some of the clips. And uh, we'll have that audio uh, from that on future future episodes. But uh, that was all, you know, AMC was there. So AM, AMC heard it. So I don't feel like we're going to get in trouble for playing that. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine, like, how serious of a meeting took place between the suits and the cast of that show before they got on stage at the Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They talk about pressure of not saying something wrong because you've got, like, every psycho, like, geek out right. there. Psychoanalyzing and, yeah. and figuring, looking for the scoop. Oh, my God. I would be more stressed to be on that panel at Comic-Con than I would be to, like, do a monologue on camera in the show. I would oh be, too. Goodness. Like, having to to that carefully watch everything that you say. And, you know, I thought it was a, a pretty fair assumption that, based upon what Jeffrey Dean Morgan Negan said in that final scene, that we could basically assume that Andrew Lincoln and, and Chandler Riggs were... You know, their characters were safe. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think he would have said, you know, if he moves, then, you know, do. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something pretty gruesome involving the two of them. Um, but the other cast members, you know, I kept waiting for something to be like a dead giveaway. And there was nothing that really was a dead giveaway for me and, and who it was. And even in the, the trailer which they also premiered at Comic-Con, and I think pretty much everyone's seen now. Um, of course, they show a lot of uh, scenes from, you know, new characters and kind of new new places that we're going to be visiting in Season 7. Right. And, of course, the tiger, which everyone was really excited to see if we were going to be using a real tiger or a CGI tiger. <laughs> it, it is a CGI tiger, if you, if you couldn't tell. Um, which is probably for the best, considering some of the scenes that the tiger is involved in in the comics. <laughs> so I uh, probably wouldn't want a real tiger for that. But um, aside from that, you know, it's uh, it just kind of basically took us through the journey of all of the characters that we know, for lack of a better term, or on, on the cutting block. <laughs> um, right. And... There wasn't uh, there wasn't any really big hints as to, to who it was. So, I mean, I guess we can, you know, we do see two characters in the trailer, and I won't spoil this for anyone that hasn't watched it or, or doesn't want to know anything about this. We do see two characters um, that are in the trailer that we assume are also safe. Uh, but that still leads, you know, so much of our cast up in the air as far as who it is. Oh, man. I tell you, uh, I think uh, season seven, the premiere, I'm just going to go ahead and go on a limb. On uh, October 23rd, 2016, AMCs, uh, they're going to have ratings. They're going to be okay that night. Yeah, that will that will probably be one of the most watched things ever in the history of television. Yeah, I've, I bet you're right. <laughs> I bet you're right. That's going to be insane. It will be. It yeah. will be. 
Um, we did want to tease a little bit of our, our um, I, of course, I attended the press junket, and we have a short little clip from that, and we're going to be kind of playing a little bit of that as we get closer to uh, the fall premiere. But uh, to get us started here, one of the press members asked about what it's basically been like as far as fan reactions to uh, whether or not a specific character was on the cutting block. And they, they asked this to, to all of the cast, basically, what what is the reaction that they've received from fans who are concerned about their character? For those actors who, who may or may not survive the cliffhanger, everybody has a fan base amongst the audience. And I'm curious what kind of reaction you got when, when your character was on the chopping block, essentially, from your fans. And how did you manage that, like when they reached out to you in social media, like, please don't let it be you. I think it's still ongoing. You know, I think every time we post a photo that's even somewhat related to the show, and it's still people who, you know, I think we all have this sensation where people are saying, I hope it's not you, I hope it's not you, but that the reality is that we're all going to be concerned when it does reveal because it's, like you said, you, you do associate with these characters so much, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, but uh, it's going to, unfortunately, end for actors. I think, um, you know, Eugene has gone to a great point life and um, and the fans recognize that and they say you know I really hope it's not Eugene because you know he's a, he's got this newfound confidence and we want to see him continue and um, you know that's great to have uh, people rallying around your character you know and uh, and but at the same time it's, it's kind of beautiful I've, I've maybe only one or two instances where I've ever seen you know well I hope that so and so you know most that was that was Christian's fake Twitter accounts. Um, <laughs> but she but but what's going on is like everybody has their favorites, but really they just don't want to see anybody go. And so you know the fan base is really rallying around everybody, even though there's the favorites and stuff like that. It's it's beautiful, you know, to share that. So. So, well, see, what's funny is this goes back to, like, what I was talking about before when they were, you know, probably had a super big meeting with AMC, you know, about being all careful in how they even interact with fans in those kinds of situations. Yeah, I I just, like, what if you're having a drink somewhere and you're telling, like, your sister or something and then somebody overhears? Anyways, but uh, I think I think it's cool. I mean, and obviously if you're on a show that big, they've all really kind of learned how to deal with the fandom. You know? Right, right. So. I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to talk about once that episode airs and we know who it is. I'm, I'm going to love to hear what that was like from them to, to go through these months. And I guess, I mean, I'm assuming just hang out in Georgia because, you know, they've they've been so secretive about who it is. And, you know, I've, I've heard rumors that whoever it is, is is still here for appearance sake. So it won't seem like someone is missing right. from set. Um, right. So I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but I would love to talk to whoever it is about what this journey has been like for them after the episode it's, airs. It's got to be insane to be a paid actor who's being paid to not act, but who is still on contract. So can't leverage Right. The boost that Walking Dead has given them to get into another series. You know, it's that what an insane middle ground that, that they're balancing. But yeah, I agree. I uh, like uh, let's work on getting that exclusive interview. Emma, who, who do you have to call? Let's get that done. <laughs> I don't know. I probably got to call a lot of people <laughs> to get that interview. Um, 
Yeah, I will say it's, you know, each one of the cast members have had fairly limited activity on Instagram and and social media in terms of, you know, I I follow them all on Instagram, so I'm always looking to see when they post something, like where they are, if they're in Georgia or not. And they've done, everyone's done a really good job with, you know, not letting anything obvious out. Um, so I get the Mr. Robot interns over yeah. on The Walking Dead and then like have them feed all of the different actors uh, Twitter accounts and whatever else. So so exactly it just, like, feeds all these insane conspiracy theories. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's uh, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't wait to see because uh, I, I thought for sure when that episode aired, I was like, there's no way we're going to make it through the summer and not know for sure who it is. But I think AMC is going to manage to pull it off. It's insane. I'm, I'm telling you, there were probably so many suits in that meeting. Like, I'm sure that the kind of NDAs that were probably signed and the kind of money that was at stake, again, I would be so nervous. No, 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 that wasn't a spoiler. I was talking about something else. I just, the pressure is just insane. But they're all professionals. They know what they're doing. But yeah, exactly. Exciting. And it's more fun for it to be a surprise. That's one of the weird things about living in today's world is everything is so analyzed. It's difficult to pull off those surprises anymore, you know? So... You can't just call Return of the Jedi Blue Harvest and get away with it anymore. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, and especially in today's day of, of social media and just everyone's kind of, you know, always out there and always accessible, the fact that something like this is being able to be kept under wraps is is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I keep, I, I like have a picture of the suit in my head. He's like a combination of like Hulk Hogan in his younger days and like super lawyer. <laughs> and he can, he can get you from any angle. So there's no way to sidestep the NDA. So very <laughs> powerful. It's a new breed of superhero, this suit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was basically Comic-Con. Uh, it was a bit of a blur when all was said and done, but we have so many great interviews that we're going to be um, trickling out over the next couple of weeks, uh, heading up until fall premieres, not only for, for Walking Dead, but we do have content for other shows too, Vampire Diaries, The Originals, Supernatural, uh, a bunch of a bunch of great stuff. I will say one really memorable moment, and I wasn't in this press room, and I haven't actually watched the video yet, Um but apparently, I sent my my dear friend Jen, one of my partners in crime on Fanbolt, uh, into the Archer press room, and there was a guy in costume who was clearly intoxicated or owned something, who was sitting at the press tables doing interviews as well. Um, so I'm going to try to get a hold of that audio because I'm told <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I like it. Let's <laughs> let's get that going. Little little fun story there. Um, you know, you never know. Sometimes weird weird things happen. <laughs> so. Well, to be fair, that's the super perfect room for that kind of thing to happen. It is the perfect show for that to happen. And I'm almost yeah. kind of wondering if that was um, something that was planned as a bit for something else or some other show or something, because it's literally the perfect cast for something like that to happen with. You've got to watch out for those interns, man. They're everywhere. They are. They are. 
Um, but yeah, kind of wrapping up Comic-Con and heading into box office news, I did actually see a movie last week, which Ooh. was, or two weeks ago? Oh my gosh, it's all running together. I don't think I saw one last week. I saw Lawrence Foster Jenkins, which is the new flick with um, Meryl Streep and Hugh Grant and Simon Helberg, of course, who plays Howard on Big Bang Theory. And that comes out next week. So we'll have a review of that next week. And I also, I got to sit down with Simon Helberg and talk about the movie. And he plays a very, I mean, this is kind of a, a big departure from his role on Big Bang Theory. So that was pretty cool to, to see him doing something that was that different. And what was also really cool is he is a, he's an actor's actor. He was very, um, you know, all about the technique. He grew up playing music, played music for a really, really long time. That's actually him playing the piano in the film. Um, if you've cool. seen the trailer, uh, if you haven't, I definitely recommend it. Uh, not to, to give too much away, but it's a, a, a great film. It's very heartwarming and inspiring. And I don't know, I just, it kind of touched my heart. And there's a quote at the very end, which I won't spoil, but it was just one of my favorite quotes ever. Awesome. So. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week, and we'll have the interview with uh, Simon from when he was here in Atlanta. And then Suicide Squad, I am seeing that tonight, which, if you're listening to this tomorrow, will be last night. We'll have been but, yesterday. Uh, we'll have been yesterday. Uh, but we'll have a review of that next week as well. And I actually haven't read any reviews on it yet, so I'm trying to go into it completely like unfazed and not, you know, knowing what to expect in terms of whether or not it's going to be great or like DC's other films of late. <laughs> I like the approach. I like. I remember because did they do? They did a Comic Con trailer for it last year, and yes. it was supposed to only be shown at Comic Con, and then it leaked, and then the whole world blew up because Will Smith said, "Time to save the world," and he's supposed to be a bad guy. That's what I remember about yeah. that. Like it was it was full of. Of, of angst and anger. You know, I've, it's one of the most anticipated films of the summer, and I just feel like DC... I think DC is going to be back on track with Wonder Woman because that trailer was epic and amazing, and if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It looks insane. Um, but I don't know if I think Suicide Squad is going to be... If it's going to happen, you know, before Wonder Woman with Suicide Squad. So we'll we'll see. Right. Like I said, I have no clue going into it whether it's going to be great or if critics are panning it. Uh, but I'm excited to see. It is funny. I mean, I think Batman versus Superman, I think all told, almost almost made a billion worldwide, didn't it? I mean, it went pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it still it still did well. Um, well it's it's funny though because I still look at DC as like as like the little chubby kid that I'm rooting for to 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 get the girl at the end. You know, that's that's what DC is. Even though when really you look at their numbers, they're doing all right. Yeah, they're they're doing all right. But I love how like it's it's we're kind of comparing DC and Marvel like that when they're both like total geek brands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's Marvel's true. like the cool kid. <laughs> like, right. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this this last weekend at the box office, Jason Bourne, of course, took the top spot and brought in over $60 million. And it was the second highest opening weekend for the franchise since the 2007 film, The Bourne Ultimatum. The film cost $120 million to make, so I think it's... It's probably going to do all right and, and at least uh, break even. I'm sure it's going to do more than break even. But, I'm uh, sure it'll do okay. I've, I've heard yeah. decent things from it, from like about it from friends and stuff. So, I, Born Ultimatum was my favorite 
I think, third movie of a franchise ever. I love that movie. So I was actually kind of... Do you didn't do you remember which one that was? I haven't seen any of the Bourne films. Ah! I know. <laughs> That's uh, oh man. Yeah, I know, I well. need to. I need to. I love you know, I love those types of movies. I'm assuming it's similar to James Bond, right? Similar kind of it, feel to it. It's it's a little bit more it's a little bit more I mean, it is and it's a little bit more based in reality, I'd say. It's a little okay. less grandiose, but the first one is fantastic because it's kind of a mind bender. The second mm-hmm. one, admittedly, I haven't rewatched, but when I did see it in a theater, we sat way too close to the screen, and it was like shaky cam movie. So to this day, when I think about it, I think, oh, motion sickness. Um, but the <laughs> third one, The Bourne Ultimatum, so good. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time watching that flick. So, And then when the fourth one came out with Jeremy Renner, I was a little bit like, I don't know if you can do that. So I was kind of stoked that, that Damon came back. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing mixed things about the last one, and I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of hard to, to switch out leads like that. Matt Damon's well, just so awesome. And I'll totally admit this. I totally have a man crush on Matt Damon. That guy <laughs> is just a, he's just like a dude. Like he always, He's always great in films. He's always a fun interview, and he's just like a guy that's got a certain sort of – like whatever. It's like such a cliche, but that kid's got it. You know, that's, that's my humble opinion. I love me some Matt Damon. I even liked him in uh, Team America. Matt oh, wow. Damon. Okay. He only had one line. He was a puppet. Well, fun fact for you about Matt Damon. He and I share the same birthday. Oh, that's so, exciting news. Fun fact. That makes you my Matt Damon proxy. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that basically makes you one degree for Matt Damon. So. <laughs> it really did. Just that. That just happened. Um, Star Trek Beyond, which I've heard amazing things about. I didn't get a chance to see that one because I was at Comic-Con. Uh, but it fell to second place this week, bringing in $24 million, But that's already pushed it over the $100 million mark domestically. And uh, Mila Kunis and Christina Applegate's new comedy, Bad Moms, opened in third with $23.4 million. Um, that movie only took $20 million to make, so it's it's yeah, doing pretty a, good. Well, pretty damn good opening for that film. I was surprised to see it that high, actually. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and, of course, Secret Lights of Pets still hanging in there, $18.2 million in its fourth week. And the horror film, Lights Out. Now, this one's what's really impressive to me. That came in fifth with $10.8 million. And domestically, it's already made $42.8 million in its second week. And it cost $4.9 million to make. I love it. I love it when a small little movie does something big. You know, I think that's fantastic. I think it's, uh, I mean, I feel like we see that fairly often with like, you know, these kind of small budget horror films. And that's why we yeah. have like, you know, five, you know, of each of the different, it, it becomes a franchise. And I think that's right. probably what's going to happen with this one. Because if you can do something for, you know, uh, not much money and it does that well, then, you know, that says something. Well, Carrie gave it uh, high ranks when, when she went to see it. So uh, I think, I can't remember, I think she gave it a f- uh a four out of five. I think she gave it a full addle. That wow. Film. Yeah, for, for that kind of movie. She said it was really good, so I was curious about it. I see Ice Age Collision Course, though, is super close to being in fifth place. The, is the, it? What did it seven, come in with? Uh, it's saying 42.7. I'm looking at IMDb. 42.6. And Lights Out, 42.9. That's insane. Yeah. For Oh, for the, uh, for the totals that it's made so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's I don't know. I'm impressed by Lights Out. I may have to check that out. Yeah, I'd like to see it too. I'd like to see. It. I like good movie. I like movies that are good at being scary without. I don't know. Being a cliche of all the other movies that have already done it. It's so hard to uh, to be in that genre and do something that's new and original and be praised right. for it and make money at it. I feel like it's just it's a really right. difficult genre. I don't know. When you put it on that kind of to-do list, it sounds like it should be super easy. <laughs> I don't know why they have a problem with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for this week. Well, it is a very exciting to be back in flow. I mean, this has been this has been a nice break of feeling like a normal human being in the midst of all the insanity. So Aww. it's great to connect and uh, welcome back from Comic Con and Thank uh, you. and your new uh, your new uh, your new apartment continue <laughs> to unpack. Thank you, thank you, and I'm expecting by next week's podcast that we we have a new addition. So I want to hear amazing stories and all of that. My fingers are crossed, man. I feel like... Oh, my gosh. I am <laughs> crossing everything, if that's even technically possible. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, we're, we're ready. I mean, Mandy is totally ready, too. So, you know, any second now. But it is so crazy, again, to have any second now be the, be the motto for, like, over... A week. It's been so long when it's been any second now. It's 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 like it's exhausting. It's like a weirdly exhausting phenomena. So. Do they give you guys like any tips? Like you know, go go, not go on a run because that's probably not a great tip. But any kind of tip to like <laughs> any kind of like activities that you can do to kind of you We're know. Done. We've done lots of walking, right? And going, okay. up, going up and down stairs. Eggplant parmesan is rumored to perhaps help induce that. We tried it. Didn't didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, we went even bigger and tried a little bit of castor oil, which apparently is all supposed to. And that that got us close for a second. Her, She was two minutes apart, but it started slowing down again. So, yeah. And Mandy's been going to acupuncture, the, the kind of treatment that's supposedly supposed to trigger this thing. So she's, she's of course, really working really hard to have a 100% natural birth. So she's really opposed to doing any, like, kind of medical inducing. But, right. you know, meanwhile, we've still been meeting with the doctor and everything, and everything's looking great. Everything's cool. But, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely take the process and made it slower, I think. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Hopefully by next week it'll be there. I, again, I feel bad because we did not record last week's episode because all the kids coming, and now hilariously we're recording this week's episode. Kids still not here, so <laughs> I, I have guilt for last week's episode not taking place. No worries, it's totally. I, I feel like our listeners understand. <laughs> they better. They better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, all right. Well, next week, guys, we'll be back with uh, more interviews. Uh, we'll have a little bit more of The Walking Dead goodness. Of course, we'll have that additional Stranger Things interview and the Simon Helberg interview for Florence Foster Jenkins. And we look forward to talking to you guys then. I actually look forward to re-listening to your interview with the kids from Stranger Things. Me too, man. (laughs) Great to talk with you, Emma, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Again, my name is Emma Loggins with FanBolt.com. And my name is Kai Mickelson with Atlanta Movie Tours. Bye, guys. (laughs) 